If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to create a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone, desktop, computer, or laptop. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So let's get started with the Dr. Yolanda Jerry Show. My homeboy Pete with me. And we letting everybody know we got a train. Yo, stay focused. Keep moving forward. It's on the way. Keep that dream alive. If you got a dream, don't look to the left, look to the right, look to Look at that. See, things always happen. I was on mute. Look at that. See, things happen. But look, it's good when people say, hey, you know, you're on mute. So anyways, I'm going to start over. I'm going to say happy Thursday and welcome to the Dr. Yolanda Jerry Show. I am your host, Yolanda, and it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So we're going to be talking about all things domestic violence awareness every Thursday this month. And I'm excited about all the guests that we have this month. My very first guest is the amazing Sandy Sanders. And I will tell you a little bit more about her in just a few moments. But I'm going to ask right now, will you please share this broadcast? Invite a few people in because we are going to help someone tonight. We are going to help someone tonight who may need healing, someone who may need resources, someone who just needs some words of encouragement. So again, please share this out, invite a couple of people in, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Dr. Yolanda Jerry Show, where you will hear stories from people who have experienced hell on earth and have walked past hell to share their stories. You will also hear what they are doing now and how their businesses, nonprofits, and ministries were birthed from their past trauma. So let's empower the world one story at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Yolanda Cherry.
And we are back, everyone. So again, welcome to the Dr. Yolanda Jerry. I am your host, Yolanda. And as I mentioned earlier, we have the amazing Sandy Sanders. So let me tell you about this woman. I do know her, but let me tell you, many of you don't know all the wonderful things that she does in life and in the community. So let me just give you a little snippet and a little background about who she is. Sandy Sanders is a best-selling author, motivational speaker, advocate, and CEO and founder of Social Media Talk Syndication, Coffee Conversations with Sandy and Friends, a culture-savvy segment highlighting life-changing issues, catalysts, and conversationalists making outstanding impressions in their realms of influence. Having over 25 years of a con as a contact center specialist and overseer, she is responsible for female inmates in a local adult detention center. Sandy also understands all this too well, the importance of addressing, covering, and challenging souls who need it most through the power of conversation. Owning her personal story of overcoming a traumatic childhood, low self-esteem, alcoholism, and domestic violence has given Sandy a great sense of relation with communal advocacy. Through her advocacy, she is reputed a trusted help in her local community and has hosted both community prayer walks and vigils in the memory of youth who have lost their lives due to gun violence, along with an annual communal procession, Love Doesn't Hurt, anti-domestic violence walk in hopes to heal, prevent, and bring awareness to the painful epidemic of domestic violence. Adding to her undying devotion to community, Sandy serves as an active board member of the Transition Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that provides housing for women inmates recently released. Sandy is also a licensed evangelist and serves in various capacities in her local church. When Sandy Sanders is not out changing the world through a simple conversation, she is a loving wife, a devoted mother of three adult children, and a grandmother. And let me go on and say she is a very near and dear friend of mine and a sister in Christ that I very, very love so very much. So let's go ahead and bring Miss Sandy Sanders onto the show with us. Hi! Hey, we get so excited when you see when we see each other. It's so funny. It is. It is. How are you? Listen, I'm good. I'm trying to hold back the tears. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me cry. It's too early. It's too early. Sandy. I know. And you look too beautiful. Me? <laughs> no, we're not going to let the mess get. Oh, my Yolanda. Oh, my. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, thank you for saying yes to being my special guest on the show this evening. So look, you know, this is the Messy Violence Awareness Month and you do a lot of work in the community just as well as I do. We usually partner sometimes too as Mm -hmm. well to just, you know, when two or three are gathered together, we can do even greater work, you know, for the kingdom. So um, I'm excited about our conversation. And look, I'm just going to go and put this up there too. Dr. Amos says, Sandy is also on the Board of Governors for Business and Power Mississippi Chamber of Commerce. That's right, Dr. Amos. Get Sandy in check. She, look, see? Now, see? Okay, we don't have it. We don't. <laughs> She's holding your 
She's holding you accountable. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Kathy. Yes, I am. Thank you, ma'am. I'm your secretary. Yeah. That right, exactly. So yeah. um, thanks, Dr. Amos, for joining us this evening as well. And everybody that has tuned in, Paula and Kimberly and Frank Henderson. Um we thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. And of course, we're going to have more people that tune in as the time goes on. So again, thank you, Sandy. I want to yes. jump right into our conversation. Yes. And before we talk and you know, jump into our conversation about life after you leave, I always want to start my show with talking about the, the guests, right? Talking about your childhood, where you grew up at, and learning a little bit more background besides what's in your bio about who right. you are. So if you right. don't mind, can you please share that with us in the audience? Absolutely. I'm very excited. First of all, thank you, Dr. Jerry, for uh, having me. You are amazing. And I love you dearly as a sister in Christ. And um, just know that you, every time I call on you, all I can say is that you say, I've got you. I'll be there. If I can't, we will be there to support you. Yes, and for that, I love. Well, what can I say? From North Carolina, <laughs> a little small town where well, it's not small anymore. I am from North Carolina. Shelby, North Carolina is my home. Yay. Uh, grew up there. And uh, of course, I moved after you kind of get grown and you think you want to move out on your own and all of this. And so I did. I uh, I did two moves. I actually went to Washington, D.C. I call myself running away from home <laughs> when I was like 18. And so uh, that was, and so then after that, then I found myself in New Jersey and uh, family, stayed with family, got to live there, worked in the huge, big, beautiful city of New York and uh, worked in some amazing places because back then in the eighties, um, truly telling my age, you used to do temp work all over the place. And so oh, okay. I was fascinated. I really was. I was fascinated. I worked in the Rockefeller Center and one of the buildings there. And I worked on Wall Street and girl, I found myself on the Apollo singing the amateur night in my years. So I just told something that nobody probably ever knew. Well, look, I'm honored to find out this news, y'all. <laughs> And so do I, did I have that experience of rubbing the log and doing all of that? And uh, yeah, I did. I got booed. I, I will admit, but hey, <laughs> I tell my kids, yeah, your Nana, uh, tell my grandchildren, yeah, your Nana was on the Apollo. Yes, I was. But, uh, but yes, and that's where I kind of gained my business experience and work e ethics and work experience through that um, had, um, and my children, and that's where I met my first husband. Uh, I did divorce after about eight years, but mm -hmm. I have to say I was sharing it with my son today is that um, he saved my life when I got married and I shared an intimate story with my son today. I have uh, one son and two daughters. And when I say my husband, uh, my past husband, my uh, ex-husband saved my life is, is that I was introduced to cocaine when I worked on Wall Street. It was in the 80s. And um, I was just out there partying. That was in the yuppie, what they call yuppies. Back right. Then. I've heard that term before. Yes. <laughs> and so 
listen, it was your it was your thing to do after work. And I was introduced to the drug and my uh, cousin and I, I tell you, we just party, party, party and um, met their dad, my children's father, and he was very persistent and I was running my direction and he was just persistent. But I praise the Lord and I really thank God. Here I sit, my son is now 34 years old. And here I sit 34 years later and able to share my story because there were women, I would get off from what high as a kite, uh, 34th Street, if anybody has ever been in the big city of New York, you know, 34th Street is very busy. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember Dr. Jerry, I was so high, but the high, I came out of it because I saw a hand come through the door and it wasn't because I was high. It was a literal hand. Wow. And there were drugs and money, obviously, on the on the nightstand. I could have been a statistic because at that time, women, there's a newspaper that's called the Daily News and I rode the subway and did all of that stuff. Um, my point is, is that um, women were being murdered. Women were being found dead. Um, there was a serial killer going on at that time. Nobody knew where I was. My aunt didn't know, my aunt and uncle, uh, of course, the children's father, he did not know. No one knew. Uh, I couldn't, I could but God, <laughs> but God is all I can say. Um, and of course, grew up in the church, all of that good stuff and uh, found myself in that season in my life. And so I thank God that I didn't, I was never introduced to crack cocaine. So, and I'm just being transparent today and I no one really that. knows, you know, and, and I, cause I have now at my age, if it comes to saving someone's life, I, I have to be who I am yes. and, uh, and not be ashamed of my story. That's and, right. um, so that's, and so then, uh, life goes on. Uh, we went our separate ways, but we never stopped being parents. We never stopped being parents to our children. And I ended up moving back home to North Carolina and I stayed there. Um, and of course stopped the drug, you know, God delivered me. It didn't have to go to rehab or anything like that. Um, uh, but I, I hadn't stopped drinking. Wow. Okay. I was still clubbing. I was still drinking and I was doing it, you know, uh, in a way that I was going to church and, you know, I was still, you oh, know, so you was like out. that person that had to have leg in. Yeah, you got it. God. And um, found myself uh, working different jobs with the Lord, uh, gave me a phenomenal job, worked for a Fortune 500 company, was the best of the best, a corporate trainer. But girl, I was getting drunk every afternoon. I, I, and, I mean, and I was, yeah. Like, like and <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I was doing it, but I did it for a season. Uh, and then it had to get to a point that here's what basically happened is that I was in a domestic violence. I was with someone, we were living together the whole nine. And you know, you kind of pick up a pattern and I'm glad when we have this conversation because the domestic violence can also take on a pattern mm -hmm. in your life and you pick the wrong mates you or which you shouldn't be doing anyway. I learned that a long time ago, but uh, 
you end up saying yes to a relationship that is toxic. Mm -hmm. And that was my way of, that was my, that was my way of escape. That was my way of, of with the drinking. And I found myself not knowing how I got home one day um, wow. after leaving work, going to a club, going to a happy hour, da, da, da. I don't know how I got home, but I got home. It was nobody but the grace of God. And that's a whole nother story. But God delivered me from alcohol, delivered me from drugs, never had to go to rehab, but I prayed. I remember being on my knees and saying, God, take the taste out of my mouth. Mm. And he did. He did. Little by little, he did. And it got to the point oh. that, um, and I'm going to let you go ahead and, and we can talk more. Sandy, that's, you know, whew, that's a lot, right? And we hadn't even gotten to the meat and the potatoes mm -hmm. right yet. But I thank you because, you know, some people, and you know, you're an evangelist, right? I and mm -hmm. a woman of God and some people thank you I just can't Lord thank you Jesus thank you for sharing that you had dealt with cocaine addiction right mm -hmm. and you dealt with alcoholism now listen guys I hope you're paying attention because God I'm telling you when you ask God to remove something from you and you stay persistent in that prayer he will do what he say he will do, but you have to make sure that you ask and do the work. Yeah. You know, Sandy, you know, if you if if I was to look at you and I had just met you on the street, I would have just thought you was just this 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 phenomenal Christian woman of God and would have never thought that you had, you know, a drug addiction. I would have thought that you were addicted to alcohol because you don't look like that type of person. But you know what they always say, don't you, you never know a person until you truly have a conversation yeah. with right. someone to learn yeah. what they went through and why they are so passionate about what they do currently mm -hmm. in this life. Yeah. And so I just thank you for sharing. And I want to ask mm -hmm. a question, though. I know you said you were married, you divorced, and you know you had your children. You had children at this time, right? By that time, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. so how did you know how how did this affect your children knowing that you 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 know you were using drugs and then next thing you know here it is now you on alcohol you know you had this alcoholism issue mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so how did this affect them and how were you able to or were you even able to take care of your kids during that time and still work like how were you able to function okay so when you grow up around functional alcoholics you learn the pattern I was in a household that there were functional alcohols, alcoholics. Um, my, I, I saw alcoholism all my life. You have, you have the big parties. You have your aunts and your uncles, and everybody coming to your house. Your holiday parties. So I saw alcohol my entire life. There were seeds, also. I have to say, were probably planted in me in my psyche. Um, that my mother was an alcoholic. You're going to be just like your mother. So those I have come to realize is that there were certain words that were talked in my ear as a little girl. And love the Lord, you have no idea. I love the Lord was singing. I was a singer in the church when the kids and the whole nine but there was something that was planted in my ear. There's, and I am a true believer 
after learning about these things over the past, say, 10 years, and I would say in the past five years, uh, Dr. Yolanda, is that I've learned to, to look at the pattern of what happened to me. And so um, getting to your question, how did it affect the kids? They, one of, one of, in dialogue and conversation, one of my daughters, she can remember me being in the bathroom. Um, I had passed out on a holiday. They had, you know, had mom, you know, okay. So she's in the bath. She didn't know really what was going on, but she, and our conversation. Yeah. That's what, that's what was going on. Mom. You just passed out. They don't know why I was laying in the bathroom for when they just didn't know that I had too much to drink the night before. Wow. And, uh, so finding me that way, uh, always angry, frustrated. Uh, how did I function? I did what I thought I could do. You suppress, you operate some days will be good. You know, could I perform? And that's what I was doing. Wow. Listen to that word. I was performing. Wow. I was performing. Um, that's all I can say. And, and so how did it affect them? It affected them. One is um, one daughter shares that she never want to have to go through divorce. And that affected her, our divorce, because she never knew us as a family. Right. And the other daughter, um, it was just a relationship thing. Um, never, never any negative because she was older mm -hmm. and had already moved out and moved on. But my son saw me hurting. Mm your son, my son saw it. And he and I have had many long conversations, but he said, but I know that my son never saw me in a negative way, no matter what kind of shape I was in. And I, I believe I was pretty good with not revealing, you know, but, you know, uh, but my son never seen me any different other than I being his mom and he right. never wanted me to hurt. Right. And that comes from the domestic violence relationship. He knew I was hurting and he couldn't do anything about it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So your kids were affected in some way, you know, whether it's yes. affecting them as far as, you know, having a desire to want to be in a relationship and not having to go through what you went through. But then oh, right. you also have your son who was affected because it was like, you know, I know my mom is hurting, but I can't help her. Right. And so, but he's right. like you say, he never saw you in a different light at all, which is good, you know, because he knows that, I mean, that, that, that means that it speaks volumes about, you know, the love that you all share you know, which is good. So I want to go into the domestic, because you mentioned the domestic piece. But before we get into that piece, I'm going to go ahead and go to a commercial break, and then we'll be right back to finish talking some more. Okay, Sandy? All right, great. All right.
that is Mimosa Fest that's going to be happening in May of 2022 over in Austin, Texas. And it's also uh, hosted in, you know, by the amazing Nikoya Tyson. I remember she's a good friend of mine. I remember when she first started doing, you know, her mornings for mimosas and now it's turned into this big old fest. So being able to see it blossom into something great like that is amazing. So if you're interested in taking a trip and traveling with me, May 2022, let's go to Texas Mimosa Fest and go to website www.mimosa-fest.com. That is www.mimosa-fest.com. So, all right, Sandy, let's get back into our conversation and let's talk about, because this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, you know, I want to talk about the part where you said that your son knew that you were going to domestic violence and there was nothing he could do to help, but he saw that you were hurting. So let's talk about that. What What I'm going to do is put my headset on if you'll allow me to, and that will... make things a little bit easier for any noise that's come through. Can you hear me okay now? Is that better? Uh Awesome, 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 awesome. So uh, repeating your question, I want to make sure I understood uh, regarding my son and the domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Okay. The question was about, you know, tell us a little bit about that experience. You know, what did you experience during that time? Um, And knowing that your son couldn't help you, you know, but you know, he know that you were hurting, yeah. you know, talk about, you know, how you were able to get him to understand that everything is going to probably be okay too, as well. What happened? Well, uh, okay. So you remember I told you is, is that patterns, when mm-hmm. we have patterns and we find ourselves when we're not sure of who we are. And I, um, after my divorce and and met someone, I was literally in a domestic violence situation. I was not sure of who I was. I was kind of like, again, still the one foot in the church and one out. I was single the whole nine. So I really just was looking for love. And I was in this relationship for about three and a half years. And one of the things is that it just continued okay, so you yell, you scream. Um, They seen the yelling, the screaming. They saw not the physical until later. And I believe that we we were riding in the car and I said something. And when I said something, he smacked me complete across my head. And I remember, and, um, and even when that happened at that time, so the kids are in the back seat and they see me get hit. We go home. Um, this person and I were living together and I was going trying to find my escape. And my only escape was work and church. That was, and, and one of the other things is being around um, the who is obviously an ex because I have remarried, have an amazing husband. And, um, but I had a boyfriend and uh, my only escape was either church because that's what I, where I knew my safe haven was. And I was trying to balance, trying to have some things, have a balance in my life. And I'll never forget, I was controlled by a car. 
I was controlled where I go. I could only stay around um, family, his family, not my own family. So I was isolated. And I can remember going to church, the children and I, and he did not pick me up. Um, a choir member brought us home. And I can remember being in the living room with the dinner plate in my hand. And he asked my daughter, how did you all get home? And she told him and uh, my head went one way and the plate went the other. I ran and called his sister. When I called the sister, of course they're taking up for, yeah, well, we'll take you to the hospital. I had a huge bruise, bruise on my face. Um, that, and then, um, of course, got an escape, got, got rid of, you know, got away from that situation. I allowed, brought my family in. So my children saw that. That seemed not to be enough for me. And what I mean by that is because I found myself lonely. And when you have been dysfunctional for so many years, you pick up a pattern and you let another person in your life. And you let that other person in your life and that person is abusive. And so what really drew, put the straw on it and said was the night that I literally was hit several times because I received a phone call. I was accused and the phone call was from my manager and I was accused of having an affair because an abuser will check your phone. They will check the messages. Um, and my son was in the room that night in the other room. And when he was in the other room, um, I got punched. I got beaten. I got kicked. I could not wait until that morning. And then I didn't know what to do. I got my children ready that morning and took them to school. He drove me to work. But when I walked in my job, my job saw my face and refused to allow me to go onto the call center floor. And from that moment, they, I, I, I have to say I was forced because I, the scars were there you either have to call the police or you are either going to continue in this situation. And there were things leading up to that, uh, not coming home, car, you know, taking my money. Uh, I was crazy. I, I was, when I say crazy, simple enough to say, here, here's my paycheck. Go ahead and try to, and go ahead, put this money in the bank. Are you crazy? No. He didn't put your money in the bank. He went and got high with it. Um, there were times that my life was so bad and so dark. I, I can remember being in a car and wanting to jump out. It was that dark. Wow. Um, so when I say my son and my children have seen me go through this, but they never 
if anything, they hurt for me. Right. And it's either you going to have to, and this is me talking to me. So the incident, that was the last incident. Um, and I went to a women's shelter, pressed the charges, took out the restraining order. And I said, I remember I got up out of the bed that morning because I was allowed to go to my job. A girlfriend helped me get back and forth to work. And in that season, and one morning I woke up, I said, no, it was me saying it, but I heard the Lord say, if you don't do it for anyone else, do it for your children. If you don't do it for, and I heard it just as plain as day. And from that moment, I was, I was straight like this. And I did everything I could my mother didn't know half of the stuff what I went through. Uh, my sister, uh, maybe one or two of my other sisters, and my father was alive at that time. Uh, and then I had to make a conscious decision is, is that I got to let the men go. I got to let. And, 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 I, and I, I'm being honest because I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to live my life without a man in my life. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I need you to I need you to say that again because there's some people that yeah. feel like they have to have somebody in their life and they yeah. will do it at the cost of them being abused. And they will just do it for at the, the sake of having somebody there with them. Yeah, but here it is, you're being a punching bag. You're being, yeah. you know, you're being taken advantage of financially you're being taken advantage of spiritually all these different things for the sake of having a mate in the same vicinity as you is it worth it is it worth it it's not worth it it is not worth it um and it took me years i i and i'm thankful i had a dear friend i did i had a dear friend who was like a sister and uh had i not had her and had I not had those nights of crying out to God that, you know, I, I can't go through this. I can't, I can't go through this for my daughters. I can't go through this with my son. And I'm going to look up and one hit could have took me out. Mm -hmm. It literally could have taken me out. And, um, and so, yeah. Wow. And I think that will bring us to a subject. What do you do mm -hmm. when you leave? Yes. What is life exactly like? We'll, that's exactly what we'll go into. Yeah. You know, the good thing is, one, you had somebody there with, you know, that you had a friend that you yeah. found on, right? But God intervened. He, girl, he did. He yes, came and he was like, look, you, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. And at this point, if you don't care about yourself, I need you to care about your children. So what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, do it for your children. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Yeah. And God knows that you love your children and you would do anything for them. So he had to use them in order for you to wake up and say, you know what? This is enough because obviously getting the, getting the bruises, getting the scars, you know, being and taking advantage of that, you know, that wasn't enough for you. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because um, I thought I deserved it. Mm -hmm. I thought when I say I thought I deserved it, maybe I said something, you know, uh, I, I didn't flip the eggs right. I, you know, 
uh, maybe I shouldn't have given my boss, who doesn't give their boss their telephone number? Or maybe I shouldn't have left my phone in the car. But these are things that we make excuses for, right? Yeah, yeah. Try to make it seem yeah. like it's our fault, and mm -hmm. that's what, that's what the abuser wants. That's what the mm -hmm. devil wants. He wants to sit there and manipulate you to get yeah. you to think, you know what? Maybe if I wouldn't have did this, or maybe if I wouldn't have did that, then he wouldn't have hit me, or she yeah. wouldn't have hit me. But that's yeah. not the case. That's not the mm -hmm. case. That's just the work of the enemy. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say that I thank God that you listen, you took heed to God's word in that moment and then realize that, you know what, my kids are important enough for me to say it's time to get out. Because sometimes people will stay because of the kids, because yeah. of, you know, there's double income coming in the house. You know, there's the father figure right there. I don't want to break my house up because my kids won't get to be with their parent. They're the yeah. parent. You know, all these other things play a role in your head. You know, but day, it's like, is this going to is this going to be good for my children in the long run? You know, am I really doing what's the right thing? Because at the end of the day, you can help your children get help through therapy, mm -hmm. all those things. And we'll get into that, you know, towards the end of the show. But I just want to say thank you for just saying, you know what? I choose my kids. And I'm sure after a while, you was like, I also choose me too as well. Yeah. So let's talk about the life after you leave. You know, what what did what did you have to do and what was that life like after you left and we'll get into that i'm going to go into another commercial break okay. and we'll come back and we'll talk about that and then also the things that you want to share with us to to help someone tonight yes ma'am hey guys i am rita m green owner of go fig co a boutique digital marketing and project management firm we specialize in email marketing social media campaigns and management website design graphic design email marketing dubsado setup and more administrative tasks especially we are here to take the hassle out of your hustle and just to get things done period so if you're in need of a another set of hands a second pair of eyes or a fourth or a fifth or a we are here to assist you with all of your needs. Again, I'm Rita and Green, owner of GoFit Co. And we would love to serve you, your business, and your brand. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at GoFig. Go is spelled G-E-A-U-X-F-I-G. You can also see us online at www.gofig.com. Check out what we have to say and also check out our blog where all of our articles that we post online are located. Um, plus, you can see our portfolio of completed works. We'd love for you to check those out as well. Um, if you'd like to check with me, if you'd like to connect with me personally, I am Rita M. Green on LinkedIn. I hope you have a fantastic day. Go win the day, go for the gold, and bye-bye. Uh, And that was Go Fit Company, all mm -hmm. things digital marketing and project management. Look, let me tell you something. If you have not connected with Rita Green and her team mm -hmm. at Go Fit Co., you might want to rethink some things. If you're trying to elevate in your business, personally, professionally, whatever, if you need help, she will help you elevate your brand. How I know? Because I'm one of her clients. They pay her every month, <laughs> all the time. So... Again, if you need graphics, you need website done, you have a conference or a summit coming up, you need someone to work the, the things behind the scenes, 
this lady and her team is a beast and you definitely want to go ahead yes. and reach out to them. So again, GoFig Company website is www.gofig.com. That's G-E-A-U-X-F-I-G.com. GoFig Company. All right. So Sandy. Yes, ma'am. Talk about that life after you leave. <laughs> you know, what, what happened after you was like, okay, wow. God, wow. I'm done. I'm choosing yeah. my kids and I'm choosing me life after you leave well at here's what the uh good thing is that i was already i was already going to church so this tells people is, is that yeah you can be in church and you can be a sister and still going through domestic violence it doesn't happen yes. just the women that are not in church i was full-blown doing it on the choir the whole nine. It happened as a church person uh, going to church and I never stopped going. It was my faith. And one of the things is, is that I had to keep myself busy because there was a soul tie there. And what you mean by a soul tie is, is that when you've been living in that dysfunctional way, you, I became dependent. I, mm -hmm. I, I was told that I can't do anything. And it's unusual. You can't do anything. This person who is supposed to care for you and love you tells you when you make mistakes, oh, you're stupid, you know, or you can't do anything. You don't know how to manage money. You don't know how to do this. And so all of that is constantly feeding. Well, it was God who had to reprogram my mind and say, hold up, wait a minute. I work for a Fortune 500 company. Uh, I have amazing children. Uh, people love me. People care for me. And it had to take years and it had to take a long time. What I mean by a long time, and let's just have this real talk. We're talking a young woman who had relationship. And so what did I have to do? I went into a season of celibacy. I didn't date. I didn't want to date. I didn't want to be, I asked, I, I'm going to give you one of my prayers. I told the Lord because I had to go back and really say, what was it that I was attracting these men in my life? And one of the things was, is that I felt that there was this thing stamped to my head. I'm easy, <laughs> you know, I'm vulnerable. And one of the other things is, is that I used to, I was praying to say, God, whenever I walk into a room, cause see the enemy knows that Dr. Yolanda, um, uh, uh, the enemy knows that there is a, side of you that is attracting men and is it your sexuality and so let's just you know I, we, that we can have this kind of conversation is is that okay so are you easy do i tell her she's beautiful do i say things that will make her melt that will make her um drop her guard down and I knew because I didn't know what love looked like. I didn't get love as a child, as a little girl. 
I didn't, I knew my father. I had a relationship with my father. But the difference is, is that I didn't live in the house with my father. And I did not have that fatherly love. I did not have an example. I didn't have. So first guy come along and tell me, hey, baby girl, you look good. I'm <laughs> Dr. Yolanda, this is what it was with I me. Believe I believe it. I That's what it was with me. Oh, yeah, you look cute. You look good. You look good in those jeans, girl. You know, y'all probably say, Miss Sandy, don't talk like that. Hey, hey, that, was, that was flattering. You know, those are the things that you want to hear from somebody, and right? Especially when you wasn't getting that growing at up. home. You wasn't getting it at home. You was, And so um, I didn't know what love looked like. And so what I thought what love looked like, it was it was something out to kill me. And so I, I began to pray, God, when I walk into a room, please, Lord, let them see you. I don't want to see them. I don't want them to see my body. I started, I, I'll be honest with you. I started wearing larger clothes. I stopped wearing fitted fig, figure clothes. Uh, another thing with the drinking part, I went through when God began to take the taste out of my mouth. You talk about you pray for something and you have to do the work. I used to not trust myself to go in the gas station because I was getting a six pack of Coronas. And that was, that was my, it wasn't like hard liquor, hard liquor at certain times, but it was the beers that had the high content of alcohol. So you're talking about a, a six pack of Coronas and I'm under the table, a bottle of wine and I'm under the table. So I had to tell myself, I can't go in the store. And I can't go in the store because if I look in the back, I'm going to go. And so that's whenever the, when debit cards was first started introduced where you could use your debit card at the gas station. Because God did. He restored me having a car the whole nine. Um, so I did. I prayed and I asked God to help me. And it was his word. I, I dug deep into his word. Um. And the irony thing of this is that the Lord had called me into ministry when I, way before I actually said yes. And he took me through all of that before I said finally yes. And it was during that season of the celibacy. It was during that season that I focused only on my children. It was during that season that I was trying to make the ends meet. Did I go through some problems? Did I go through with the one paycheck? Yes. There were times that me and the kids, we didn't have any lights. There was times that we had to share the lights with the other apartment because I lived in a duplex and I had no lights. I was making good money, but I didn't know how to manage my money. Wow. I had car payment. I had rent. Um, I remember then when I didn't have a car, I was taking the bus and back in North Carolina, I wasn't taking and where I lived, it wasn't city buses then. I think they have city buses now, but I was taking the Greyhound bus from where I worked to Charlotte. I mean, where I lived to Charlotte. And then when I got into Charlotte, then I was able to take the city bus and take it to my job. But I went through those seasons. I went through the seasons of having to take a cab. Uh, we made all eight, the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were taking, um, we eat noodles and noodles. 
And there were some days, you know, and I thank God that I had a woman that had uh, somewhat adopted me as a, as a spiritual daughter. And I accredit that to my development of prayer. And Mother Lark has gone on to be with the Lord. And I say her name loudly because it was her that scooped me up. She saw it from the beginning. She saw it when my mother passed away. She saw it when my aunt passed. And it was her. And had I not had an older woman in my life, my I wouldn't God. have made it. Mm. I wouldn't have made it. I know I wouldn't have. Wow. Because I know me. Mm -hmm. And I knew me at that time. Right. But she was, she was up front with me. And she says, I know you're a young woman. I know you desire things. And she was a very godly woman. And she was up front with me. Thank you, Lord. But she taught me how to chasten myself. Mm. Thank you. Mm. And had I not had the chastening of God, girl, I've been sleeping in somebody's bed and I'm just being honest with you. And I'm being honest. I know we're on a talk show. It's okay. You're helping somebody right now. But that's just be, because I didn't know how to love me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how. I, I felt I had a failed marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, just going from here to there and pretending and just pretending. And I had a dear girlfriend and I would look at her lifestyle and I felt I will never live like she lives. I will never have the things that she had, but I looked at the wrong things. We were good friends. And I know that, but I couldn't see that. And, um, but when she, when God would bless her, I'd celebrate just like as if it was mine. And, but I, I, I um, so the life after, so the life after you go through a season of mourning, mm -hmm. you go through a season of trying to figure it out. And then you go through a season that, as I said, come hell or high water, I'm not going back to that again. That's right. That pruning season. Yes. And I went through that and it was in that period that, um, that I yield and say yes to the Lord on the call of my life. Did everything all happen all at once? No. But then he began to place me in places. Um, I began to volunteer for one of the largest, um, the kids were good at one season. And then they, uh, it was, and during the summer, I remember the children, cause I had a great relationship with their father. Right. So I would allow them to go to New Jersey to be with their dad for the summer months. And for that, God began to show me my ministry. Right. And I would volunteer at one of the largest homeless shelters in the city of Charlotte. And we would feed over 500 plus people. It wow. was there that God began to birth out. Um, there's always, obviously, apparently a calling on my life all along, but that's when that, all of that began to develop. Right. And that was during that season of consecration. Um, and can I say something, Sandy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to, I want people to understand that, you know, just hearing Sandy's heart and her sharing her story, her testimony with you, 
she's she's human right but she also know when she fully surrendered she had to fully surrender I, this is so important somebody needs to hear this you have to fully surrender yourself to god in order for him to make changes in your life that you want to change as you heard her story earlier she said she was a she was going to church but she was half in and she was half out so it's like she was trying to live a double lifestyle you know she had not fully committed to god so it's like okay sometimes people think that it's the devil taking you through things but this is like okay i'm god saying i'm gonna let you continue to bump your head until you're ready yeah. to really really receive me so i can give you the healing that you need so i can give you the resources that you need so i can help you overcome what you need to overcome and when you surrender he will send the people thank you lord mm -hmm. he will send the people your spiritual mother that woman took you in and start chastening like you said she started helping you you know with what you needed help with pouring into you spiritually i'm sure she was pouring into you in other different facets too as well yeah but you had to fully surrender when you surrender to god all i can say is watch him move there's so many things that he'll start doing in your life where he'll start making way for all the things that you are supposed to have in your life right and like you said you know you had to go through that season yeah. in order for him to be able to position you mm -hmm. to do his will and what you are doing right now helping the homeless helping the people in the detention center helping people overcome domestic violence helping mm -hmm. everybody that you come in your show people yeah. are getting healed through your show amen this is amen. so important so i just wanted to make sure that people understand look when you fully surrender god can do some great things in your life you. but you have to give it to him you have to give it to him yeah yeah so go ahead Sandy. And, and i did it's okay thank you and that's that's the key is that you have to give it to him i had to give um i had to give myself i had to give my hurts i had to give the pain that i was able to connect with because the other pain that was so rooted and down in, truly, I didn't connect to that pain until I began, until I became a writer. And that has only been the past four years. So I'm in, I just turned 60, as y'all know, I'm still celebrating. Yeah, I turned 60. Happy <laughs> You know, my daughters, they say, mama would say, uh, mama would say, take a picture, take a picture. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um i often talk about the little girl in me and so um you and and lord allowed you to be in a space that you uh you and i have had some intimate conversations that you just allowed me to be healed all you you all all dr jerry was was an ear and she let me pour and she and, and she let me speak on some areas and i was healed just by her listening to me that's our connection we've uh i've interviewed her and she's um partnered with me and we do uh radio together each and every year but when i think she's such a dear friend god placed you in my life and I, I got healed from two conversations. It, one was when my stepfather passed away. 
or step uncle uh, who gave me probably one of the worst beatings in my life. And I was only 13 years old. Uh, and the other was um, connecting with the 19 year old with me, year old in uh, my life. And I called Dr. Jerry because I had the experience that I had uh, of letting that 19 year old know about the daughter that I almost gave up for adoption. And so I am so grateful to you. Um, and so you're right, is, is that when you fully yield over, yield it, your children, your home, your business, your life. And ultimately, yes, 12 years ago, and the Lord, uh, the Lord allowed me to love again. He released me. And I, and you all, I, 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 I kid you not, the Lord released me. I knew when the release came to allow me to date again to allow me because that was, I believe that was his plan, but he allowed me to date again. And, um, and he was particular and I was particular, but it wasn't a dating. And when we say a romantic until yes, I met my husband and yes, I did. We, I got married 12 years ago. Um, and I thank God for that. We, we have a, a wonderful marriage, our grandchildren, and, uh, he, he inherited <laughs> some children and grandchildren and we love our grandkids Amen. and, uh, God is maturing us and growing us even at our age, um, because we both came with some things mm -hmm. and I thank God that God blessed us. And so when I yield all of that over to the Lord. God began to do a work in me and when he, I began to see the work. And so he is still working on me, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm glad that um, he trusts me to do what he's called me to do. Yeah. And I can't do it alone. I need, uh, and I say, I need, I need you. I, we need each other. <laughs> yes. Amen. Yes, we need each other. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to do it alone. I want to have, uh, people that uh, we have the same heart so that we can accomplish that which God has called us to do. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Yes, ma and I know you mentioned, you know, I'm still, I always tell people the other thing that I say is we're all a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's God's process. Yeah. We're a work in progress, but it's God's process. <laughs> God's process. That's right. You no. Know, and so, you know, at the end of the day, we should always yield to Him. You know, no matter what we're dealing with in life. So, Sandy, before we jump off, I want you to share some words of encouragement, some points that you want to give to someone who is watching right now who may be experiencing domestic violence abuse, abuse or anything personally in their life right now that will help them shift their mindset and know that greater is ahead as long as they know that God is head. So Absolutely. I'm turning it over to you. Thank you. Uh, first, I want to say thank you for uh, just allowing me to be um, in a space, a safe space. This is a safe space. Amen. Um, I would have had it no other way that I worldwide <laughs> have poured my heart out. I could not have found a better place 
uh, or with a better person that uh, God would allow um, me to to be vulnerable with. Because although we're sitting on the opposite side of, side of screen or wherever we are, I feel her hand in my hand as I cry. Okay. And so for that, I am humble. That's the kind of woman that Dr. Yolanda Jerry is. The platform says relatable, encouraging, authentic, life-changing conversations. I trust and pray that you all have um, learned something new about me, uh, but yet you too may have a BFF, a daughter, a son that has experienced what we've laid out before you today in this evening, my life, a portion of my life. One of the things I wanna leave with you is if you are finding yourself now in that transitional period that you have now um, stepped away, you are now in a new season in your life. You're no longer in that space where you're being torn down verbally physically, mentally, emotionally. And so this is a new life for you. Know that just take it one day at a time. As I thought about this um, program tonight and what I would share with you is again, that every day, make sure that you find accountability with someone that they're gonna be truthful to you. They're not going to lie to you nor are they going to let you get back in that space that it is going to be uh, costing you your life, your uh, career, your dreams, that they're going to be there. And sometimes you may not even like what they say, but a true friend will tell you the truth. And so uh, accountability is a key. And hold yourself accountable. Um, that was one of the things I'll be honest with you. I didn't do that right away. I didn't know what it was to hold myself accountable. If anything, I was running away from myself, but now I, I would love to spend some time with just old Sandy. Okay. But the other is develop a routine, develop a routine. You had dreams. I don't want you to forget your dream. You had dreams before you experienced life of domestic violence. Don't give up on your dreams. I want you to do as I. I took my dream off of the shelf. I dusted it off and I ran with it. And when you run with it, I can assure you that God will have those angels along the side and he'll send an angel or some angels in real life people that will be there to pull out of you those dreams that you've been holding on to. The other is um, it's just to continue to pray, trust his word. One word saved me. It was one word uh, scripture, and I want to find it for you as Philippians, and then we're going to turn it back over to Dr. Yolanda. It is in the book of Philippians. It is the very first chapter, Philippians 1 and 6, and I want to share this with you, a uh, man or woman of God. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So know that 
the Lord loves you and he hasn't given up on you. So don't you give up on you. As I tell our audience, you know that I love you. You all be blessed. I want to thank Dr. Jerry. And that's really about all I can say. Thank you so much, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and just being transparent and being vulnerable because it takes a lot to be vulnerable in front of people you really don't know. Yes, but I truly believe that when we share our story and our testimony, it will help somebody. And it's not for us to keep, it's to help others in this world. So yes. thank you so much. You're so amazing. I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> Y'all just love her. Yeah, she's amazing. She's fabulous. And and we just adore her. Uh, we honor, I honor this young lady. Um, I do, I honor her. And uh, anytime I can serve her, uh, y'all know she's just that kind of girl. She gonna be there. <laughs> she, she's your ride or die girl. <laughs> long, long as, as long as I have breath in my body, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> yes, she will. Yes, you will. And so. yes, I want to thank you. Thank you for being a supporter. But that that word right there that I just read, Philippians one and six, that kept me going. That's what did it. I had to remember that he put something in me. And mm -hmm. so for your audience, so we're going to have a wonderful time this month. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to the reports that we're going to hear where women and men um, are going to become more bold in yes. sharing their story. Because that is your goal. I know that you're wanting people to find results, not just have the awareness because um and I know, oh gosh, we're over time. Uh, but it's not just one time of the year. You do this 365, 365 days a year. That's it. Look, so it you, look, I even do it with the purple hair. Look, yes, she do. Yo. Yo, <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk. <laughs> so look. We're going to prepare. And then we're going to go. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. Because see, this is what happens when girlfriends get together. The first time I saw the purple hair was whenever I interviewed her on WLOX, not WL, WQFX, WQFX on the radio. And she pulled up with the purple hair. I was like, okay, go ahead now. <laughs> you had told me and I was loving it. I was loving it. So yes, that's how far back we go. But yes, ma'am. I love you. Now, mama going to be quiet now. <laughs> All right, Sandy. I love you too. Well, look, I just want to pop this up on the screen. Uh, for anyone who may be experiencing domestic violence right now, currently, and is looking for help, you can reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233, or you can go on their website if you can't get to a phone and go to www.thehotline.org. And last but not least, you can also reach out to myself. You know, on the show, you can inbox me or you can reach me on any of my social media platforms. And also my website is IamYolandaJerry.com. And you can also reach out to Miss Sandy Sanders if you need to reach out to her or you want to be a guest on her talk show too as well, Coffee Conversations with Sandy. You can reach her at CoffeeConversationsWithSandy at gmail.com. That's her email address. Or you can reach out to her website. It's the same thing, coffeeconversationswithsandy.com. And so, Sandy, do you have any things coming up that you want to share with everyone before we conclude our show this evening? 
I do. And then I also want to do a plug, y'all. Let me do a plug for Dr. Jerry. I want you to go to the Gulf Coast Women's Magazine. This month, uh, Mrs. Dorothy Wilson is doing a spread on domestic uh, awareness. And there is a beautiful article. Uh, Dr. Jerry has a uh, pretty much a full page information. You all follow it. It is amazing. Plus, there is uh, Renata who is on the cover. So I just like to always support other people that are doing amazing, amazing things. So I want you to get the Gulf Coast Women's Magazine. It is also available online. So yes, we do. I want you to tune in Saturday afternoon at three o'clock p.m. for Book Talks with Sandy. We will be interviewing the amazing Misty Stevenson and the authors of her new book, elevation and it's called the uh, rise of the underdog i'm telling you that is just the title alone make you want to get that book and so i'm looking forward to that upcoming conversation don't um there's some other things coming on but that those are the two things that are on my heart um that i'd like to share is uh the gulf coast women's magazine as well as our upcoming broadcast uh, where we will be interviewing uh, best-selling author, Miss Misty Stevenson. I'm looking forward to that. Yay! Yay! Yeah, yay. That's cool. Congratulations that's cool. to Misty Stevenson and her co-author. Yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thanks again, Sandy, for being my special my guest. I know we are connected at the hip, so we'll be doing more work in the community and for yeah. the kingdom. So thanks for being my sister in Christ, and also thanks for being a voice for the voiceless who suffer in silence. Yeah. And those of you who are just tuning in, if you just tune in to the show, we were talking about life after you leave with Sandy Sanders. You can go back and watch the replay. Please share the broadcast with others. You can join and want to be a part of my show, all you have to do is send me a message at Yolanda at YJMPowers.com. We air every Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about life's traumas, how you overcame, and it's just really a relatable, encouraging, authentic, and life-changing conversation. So again, hope to see you next week. We'll be talking again and having a conversation with another individual who had experiences with domestic violence throughout someone that she had uh lost actually and so this is going to be a real real good conversation so yeah. make sure you tune in you know that person is actually going to be coming on and sharing a lot of her heart so mm. i'm looking forward to that conversation um that person that i'm talking about right now she'll be on the third week in september and next week we actually have someone um, who's going to be talking about, you know, basically living life after abuse too as well. So, oh yeah. Oh, you're going to be on our show. That's right. <laughs> you are. Yes. Dr. Yolanda Jerry will be on book talks with Sandy. Actually, there's going to be a coffee conversation. So look out for the post. Yes, yeah. she is. And, you know, I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. Don't we have a talk? And I, now I promise you, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> No well look thanks for tuning in everybody okay. and we will see you again here same time same channel next week on the dr yolanda jerry show if nobody has told you that they love you know that i love you and sandy sanders loves you too god bless everyone take care all right bye-bye